How's it going, everybody? This is Martin Stokes here. And this is Dean Scurry. And I am a traveller. And I am a countryman. Welcome to A Traveller and a Countryman Podcast. Okay, we're here now today, and today is our 12th, uh, number 12 podcast. We're here with a very special guest, um, Helen Stokes, my mother, better known as Helen Haney. She stands at six foot five. Martin, give it Ellie. Ellie Stokes. The whole world is not about Helen. I know okay, about we're Helen. Here, we're here today with um, our number 12 podcast, and we have a very special guest. Um, Ellie Stokes, my mother, better known as Ellie Haney, <laughs> as she calls herself when she gets drunk. <laughs> you know that. So we're going to have a chat with her now, and she's going to give a small bit of a life story here to the countryman here. Yeah, he's going to be asking her a couple of random questions as long as he doesn't get carried away and maybe get, get himself <laughs> threw out the door, yeah? <laughs> For being over-excessive, <laughs> over yeah? So I'm going to hand it over to Dean now, yeah? She'll allow you to talk. She won't bite you, like. She, she had a bit of a fighting reputation years ago, all right? But she doesn't do that now. She hung up the gloves about 30 years ago. Is that true? So, El- yeah. Ellie? Big Ellie. Well, my name is Ellie, but I had to go by Helen myself because I can't remember your name, Ellie. You don't like the name Ellie? No. Why? I never liked it. So an who called you Ellie? Well, no, but well, everyone well, calls me everybody. Because when I was telling them, I'm going to the clinic around where the doctor and give Helen. Well, it's obviously her parents called her Ellie. Yeah. 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 But it's an awful thing to live with a name for 73 years and then they tell don't, somebody don't like it. you don't it. like it. Huh? Yeah. Did you not open your mouth that's and why tell she, them? That's why she doesn't call herself. Did you not open your mouth and tell them, oh, I don't like that name? She couldn't. She was an infant. She was a baby. <laughs> yeah. So let's start at the start. This is episode 12. Helen, you're so we do a podcast. It's called A Traveller and a Countryman. Yeah. Yeah. Now I played you a bit of the podcast earlier on, and there's a few episodes I played you. One of them was an episode called Family, and it was Martin talking about uh, you and his daddy and how you met and how your wedding was drew down and yeah. how you got a black eye from a fella who threw a stone <laughs> at you. He's, he's only got some. He was. Oh, no one. No one knew. No one Yeah, but no one knew that. She told us. <laughs> only a young lad. They, they got married. Say the word slowly. What's the word? Gossoon, is it? Gossoon. Yeah, he's only a Gossoon. Gossoon is a boy. So the day I got married, my father sent us home. Me and my sister. Yeah. And. We had a horse and cart, and of course I was driving home, the horse, and there was little bushes going along. Was anyone with you, no? Mary, my sister Mary got us. And uh, he was in the ditch and firing out stones, but he fired a stone at the horse. But it was me going and I. He thought she was the horse. My ache came over my... You're saying your man has a head like a horse, is that what you're so saying? That was, a, that was the birthday present I got. Yeah. The marriage wedding present. You had a good day, weren't you? So, uh... I only, I only said that to you so you'd relax because you were a little bit nervous when we came here. You thought we were taking over your caravan. So oh, I know where about the caravan. So we're here well, in... We have to go over the caravan, yes. We're here in Helen's caravan in St. Margaret's Park. And Helen's caravan, isn't it? Helen's. <laughs> Helen's caravan. I said Hell's. Oh, Helen's kitchen. Talk up there a little bit, Dean. We're yeah? in Helen's caravan yeah. in St. Margaret's Park. And we're, this is the first kind of live podcast we're doing that's not in the studio. Sort of, yes. It's our second one with a guest. It's our first one with a, uh, a lady or a woman guest. Uh, last week we had a fella on. He was the, he was the first uh, guest we had on. You're the second guest. Right. You're the first lady. She's a lady. She's the first one. Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. <laughs> Who's that? Who's, who sees that? Tom Jones. Tom Jones. Yeah. Well, she's a lady. 
No, we're just loosening up. We're just loosening up. There's oh, no I don't mind. I'm even alright. Are you a singer as well? I need to go to bed at three, four in the morning. Dean, it's what time now? It's around seven now, is it? Uh, yeah, something like that. We better get her. She's in good form now for talking. So we're loosening so her up. We'll have a good shower before she gets the drinks out. Yeah. Hot oh, drinks. When she gets the drinks out, she's going to put us. I cannot drink of a bad liver. Well, you're a bad liver. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll be up till three o'clock in the morning. Oh, I watch television. I love watching the films. Yeah, true movies. What do you watch? All true movies is all true movies, yeah. Yeah. So uh, Helen McDonough Stokes. Helen Stokes Haney. Haney. Helen Stokes Haney McDonough. You've about fifteen names. I don't know to her. She's Helen Stokes now. Naturally, she's married. Yeah. She was McDonough before she got married. She her mother was Haney before she got married. Yeah. My grandmother got her I'm son. taking notes I'm writing all this down because so I'm going to forget a, we put the four names on her uh, Helen he, Helen Haney Stokes McDonough the Nova England that's back from the yeah. fair countries yeah it comes back Haney McDonough Stokes Helen yeah when I you get a know. letter from the far countries where is, what, what are you talking about the far countries I'll where? tell you why no the poor children yeah Sonana for Bob for them and he oh. gets the letters back ah oh, very good you see and that's what the American done to me. <laughs> so she's not a big... Uh, the American who American made this to me. Yeah, you're not going here, man. You shut up now. The American, shut up. I thought you made this to me. And another thing I'm going to tell you, I was going to tell you while you were there. Is this on? This is on, yeah, right. we're on. Uh, about every, maybe every week, Mark might ring me if he doesn't come down. You know what I mean? And he says to me, Oh, Sister Ellie, how are you getting on? He makes out with my brother. Francie's name is. He makes out that he's Francie. <laughs> he's Francie, yeah. yeah. And she of course, sometimes I fall for the, I forget myself, I say, how are you, Fran-? I call him Mohol Francie. Yes. How are you, Mohol Francie? How are you getting on? Mohol. 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 Oh, from Mohol, yeah, yeah. From Mohol. I can't talk too good with me. He come on and he keep talking, talking, and like that, I can't respond in. But she did and fall I, for it lots of times. I now. did fall for it a few times. <laughs> but, uh, I promise you. Yeah. But now I don't fall for it. Now I know it's him. This <laughs> he just be messing. He's a messer. Have you all messed me? Tell me who he is, his Merton, and how is everything up there and in that morning and everything. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that's what he does to me. Oh, he goes on. And how many uh, how many children have you got? Twelve. Are you joke me? No. Twelve, Twelve children. Yeah. And uh, can I ask how many of them are, are living? A whole lot, thank God. A whole lot of them are still living. Mm-hmm. God. And do you know their names? Give us their names, rattle them off. Well, Thomas first. Yeah. Then Bernie. Then Bridgie. Then Anthony. Then me Mary. Then Merton. Then uh, Ellie. Then Winnie. Then uh, okay. Hatrick. Then Nancy. Then Johnny. And then Mikey. Oh, and where's you're in the middle, Martin, are you? I'm basically the sixth. The, oh, he's the, sixth one. The now. lucky and the good looking one. So that's how she never gets confused. Like. <laughs> so you're like the middle child. Eh? You're spoiled rotten. Yeah. You'd be a big grin on your face here. Spoiled like rotten you're at to getting all the sugar lumps. Spoiled, spoiled rotten through the door every chance you got. <laughs> I was talking to your mammy before you got him here and she said when you were young, you were really quiet. You think so? Yeah. Was he really quiet? Tell yeah. us about him as a young. Fella. Yeah, very quiet he was. Very good manners. All is not heavy, not cheeky. He do what you tell him do. Well, none of them was cheeky. Now I tell you, whatever I tell him, I let him do it. And where was this grown up? Everywhere around the country, in England and Ireland, and, and you dragged later on. How many kids were you dragging around at once? Ten and, and ten to England was. Where? To, over to England, I went with ten. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come back here to Dublin, I had ten, and then they were going to school, and then we so were two over more in the years after. before this. Is that right? I was when we were on a tour that time. It was three. Yeah. Years. 
What age did you That's go over to England from? So you, you got married in 1965. I got married at 16. I went to England when I was 17. And uh, so we done an episode called Family and it's all, a, part of it is about you and uh, your husband, uh, Flakes. Yeah. Yeah. Flakes. Get to that part. yeah, yeah, no, I just want to tee it up because I want to link the episodes that we've done because we, me and Martin done 10 episodes before we got any guests on. Yeah. And we were talking about loads of stuff, May, you know, a lot of family, uh, a lot of traveler stuff and so on. Yeah. Uh, and he mentioned you a good few times. Yeah, he gave me a bit of a backstory about uh, about your wedding and how it yeah. was drew down. And yeah. There's a lot of things that I heard then that uh, I didn't know and I didn't I didn't know I never heard the phrase drew down before because like uh, arranged marriage. Well, at that time, all <laughs> weddings was arranged marriage. All traveller weddings. All traveller weddings. Yeah, it was all arranged. And did you know uh, what's Flakes' name? Martin. Martin. Yeah. Did you know Martin? Good name. A very Stokes. good name. Martin's daddy. Did you know him at all? Oh, I knew them. His father and mother, like his mother, had been with my aunt the whole time. Knew them be camping away from them, you know, more on Mohol. We camped together, but I didn't know I was getting married to him or that. It was by accident, me or anything. Like when you say it's camped together, a couple of miles apart. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but just in the fingers, my man. all over the place. But all over the place, you know. Even in tents and wagons, I want to. Yeah, one day we told my father and mother and uh, Martin's father and mother and my auntie. Went to town with her husband and drew the wedding down in town. Yeah. So he came out and said to me, We're getting you married. I said, To who? He said, came home from the pub. <laughs> yeah. They're getting married. And I said, To And he said, To, to Merton, here, Merton Stokes. I said, No. <laughs> you no, never don't mind that. No, don't mind about the no. The, the, the no part was, you see. I know. He was a good looking chap when he was young and his, his foe was there to prove no, it. What happened to so me? Oh, she was more shy than anything else. Merton, what, what, she wasn't. what happened to me? I never wanted to get married. I told him my own brain, I never wanted to get married. When I went was down, I was around 15. My father, my sister was married at 16 before, did you see? And he said, No, wait till she's 16. So Merton went off to England in for that year and came back then. And then my mind was not up then. Like I, an Elvis story. He's making me anyone's way, man. Say that again. Say <laughs> that again. <laughs> um, he went to England and came back. Yeah. And was a year ago like, from England, him and his sister and brother in law. And came back then and then he came again over again. And so and was, he went off to England, Dean. Yeah. He done a bit of work, got a few bob, came back and asked her again. And of course, she realized he was a good looking chap. How could I have said no the first time? Well, able to walk. Know what I mean? Yeah. And of course she... What she, do you mean she really... How did you... How? She, no, I said she realised... She was only young, you see. But yeah, yeah. a year older then. She realised he was a good-looking chap. How could, I, how could I have said no to him? Yeah, you'll pick it up your and daddy then, there, are you? I am picking up my daddy, yeah. Good looks, Nola. Yeah, all the good looks, sure, of course. Do you, get your, do you get your good looks here. from your daddy or your mommy? Truth be told. Look Probably from both of them, I'd say. That was him here who was young. Oh, very good. Yeah, a big fine. So we're just looking at pictures here. We'll be glassing. That's who are you there? Yeah. That's your daddy. Yes. Martin. That's he, Martin he Stokes. Was, he was an Elvis fan as well, as you can see. He was into Elvis. So I'm looking at a traveller man here. It looks like it's about 1970 and he looks half like Elvis and half like a traveller. Yes, that's right. He has the big locks, the big black hair, the yeah, big yeah, slick, he, the margarine in the hair. He had it all. He could have been, uh, <laughs> what do you call it? What do you call them the, 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 in the films there where they slip in, take the parts? What do you call them again? Oh, like uh, stunt double. And that's you beside him there. So I'm he looking at a picture of Helen here in a pair of dungarees. No, that was only an apron. Oh, it was an apron, yeah. And I was running for washing up the kitchen. Yeah. And somebody just took that picture of us. And where was that? In Birmingham. That was in Birmingham yeah. there. How long were you in Birmingham for? 
Well, on and off, so we could be five or six cheering it all together, you know what I mean, on the back. What was Birmingham like? It's okay, I mean, you couldn't get home very much, you know, because some men, kids of mine and everything, and Martin, he'd no lorry there, and he'd go out sometimes, you know, look for old jobs and things, and a scrap and things like that. Or was he working on the building sites for a while he was? Oh, he worked when McGough was getting married at that time, with one or two yeah. children. He was very good for working on the building sites. Yeah, he was a good mm. worker. Her, he was a good so. worker, he was. Up in the, in the buildings, the big buildings, he'd work on them on. Constantly, was a lot, I was a good fear working on them. On and off as well. Very good. Him and his uncle used to work on them. He was patched oaks as well. Yeah. Patched oaks, yeah. He used to call him the bishop for nickname. The bishop? Yeah. <laughs> what did you call him that? I think his head was bald then. <laughs> 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 and he does find the call it the them, huh? Yeah, and where did Flakes get the name from? Do you know? Well, <laughs> oh, you, you, if you don't want to tell me, you don't want to tell me. If you're embarrassing now, well, tell him. Of course, tell him. He was sent to the shop and he, and he came back with the wrong messages. Yeah. What do you think? Why had he in the back of his bike when he came back? A box of cornflakes. A box of cornflakes. Yes. And that name stuck. Flakes. Here's flakes I, now. I think the brothers then started cheering off him you know, and slagging them. And the later years, didn't they used to call them the. Oh, it's stuck with them Cornflakes. Well, oh, cornflakes, yeah, yeah. Oh, they shortened it down to flakes, basically. Well, I'm not saying I remember all this, but I hear the stories, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, as far as I know, it was all the brothers' was. Surely all the travellers had nicknames, everyone. Ah, lot of travellers had nicknames, yeah. All his brothers had nicknames as well. Yes, there were many brothers, 11 brothers, wasn't it? Big family, 11 brothers he had. All of was 10, 11 of them all together. There's 20 all together. Oh, it was 11 brothers all together, yeah, wasn't 11, it? 11 brothers, yeah. There's four there with all the brothers, wasn't there? I have a lift up. There's four there with all the brothers together. From 60 down to, at the time, down to about 30, was it 30? Yeah, 25. But 35. Something like that. From no, 60 down to about 35 when the four was taken, yeah. Yeah. And there was 11 of them in the, in the one photo. Mm-hmm. So I mean, good, a good photo. Can I tell people that I, I'm in Helen's caravan here? And I'm looking around, there's a load of photographs. See the one there? See that one up there, Merton, as well. Beside the mirror, who's that? Me and my husband and again. Yeah. Merton. Yeah, and that's over there, there looking at the tip in the pillar. That's who he was, he was very oh, sick there. He was sick there, was he? He was very, sick, very yeah. sick there, and I was. Can I ask what, what happened to him? Motor neurone disease. Yep. Yeah. And when for, he did he pass four, four years ago, did he? He four had it four years. When he got it first, the doctors told him he'd about six months he'd live. Yeah. yeah. But he was a fire. And he lived basically for four years afterwards. But it did take its toll and took a big effect on him, like, obviously. It's four and a half years now. Yeah, four. He had it for... Four years. He lived four years after. Yeah, four years after when he, when he passed away. He died at 71 then. He gave him six months to live, though. Yeah. And he lived for four years. Yeah, but he wasn't giving up that handy, like... Yeah. When he came from the hospital, he went straight to the pub. <laughs> did he, yeah? Oh, that was the kind of... Yeah. He was very fond of drinking. You know. where, where was he drinking? I think everywhere. Like yeah. England or whatever. He had a couple of locals here. Oh, he had here. a couple of locals here in Ballymona's two pubs, the Penthouse and the Towers. Yeah. And then he had the Kappa Cap- House and Fingless. Yeah. What he used to do, he'd get a couple of pints every now and again each of the pubs. So he had three locals, basically. When one pub was barred, he'd go back <laughs> to the other one. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm saying that he never, I don't think he ever, ever got barred of any pub. You told me he might have got, he might have got, uh, he got caught up with a couple of lads who were drinking beside him. Yeah, it wouldn't be episodes. He could sit at a table for a month and there wouldn't be a word of him. Never, never got a word of him. That was the kind of him. He's just quiet, fella. There was, was a, I want to tell you a good about him. Go on. There was this fella, 
and in the Kappa house. And he'd come over to him every time he'd come in and he'd read through and say, that you'll read to me for him. What do you mean? Backbiting and talking about people? Yeah, say. even though we're telling about this and such a fellow done this and such a fellow done that, you know what I mean? But he was telling this American conscience the whole time and he was a man that never brought a story in his life. Who wasn't? Merton was, yes. Lord Merton. He never what? He'd never tell a story. Yeah, yeah. Or he'd never talk about anybody bad. Yeah. There's always something good he'd say about them. But this man was all the time running down another man. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? And he said, don't... Read, would, you, would you say like read, 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 reading bad for another man? No, yeah, for one man. Like, it's, it's, it's a backbiting again, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, call yeah. It. Some and, people call it ridicule. And the man, he said, man said to him, don't uh, mention that back to that man when he comes in, he said. And he said back to Merton, said back to him, I am. I'm telling him, he said. Oh, you wouldn't do that, he says. I'll tell you what, I'm not, I don't want to tell you. I'm telling him that you, if you didn't want me to know that, he said, you wouldn't tell me, he said, about that man. Shouldn't have told him. No, you shouldn't have told me, he said. Or he wouldn't, Merton would never tell about anybody. Yeah. But when he was getting sick of it every day, when the man came in the door, Merton stood up. And he said, I see him there, he said. He's ridiculing his for the last week. They told him, Tumped it in the in the cap house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other fella, the, the other fella uh, that was mouthing off. Yeah. And, Ma- and my Merton told about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was ta- telling was telling the stories to them. I mean, what you're saying is, my father was sitting down yeah. having his pint. Yeah. The other guy, the other guy comes in, sits down beside him, and he start, let's say, backbiting another man, another man that was even in the pub. So my father said to me, he said, "Look," he says. He said, every time I come in here, he said, you're sitting down beside me, he said, telling me stories and lies about that man, he said. He said, I've not against that man, he said. He's a nice yeah. man, he said. But you keep coming over, he said, telling me silly, basically stories. Again, yeah, right? that's what it was. As soon as he walks in, he said, I'm telling him, he said, everything he said about him. So therefore, it saves a lot of annoyance in a way. Um, I can't do that. I'm, I'm doing it, he said. So when your man walks in, your father gets up and told him, he said, look, this man here, he said. He said, every time he comes in here, he says, he's back eating the bones of you, he said, back biting you, he said. Back eating the bones of you. And he said, I'm sick of it, he said. So you, he said, you deal with it. So he did deal with it, anyway. So Well, they had a few words yeah, and a few yeah. bangs, whatever it might be. Did they die? But that put a stop to the whole complete thing then. Oh, very good. But my father went into the pub anymore, sit down, have his pint. And just chill out. And there was no one wrecking his head. He didn't yeah. want nobody coming and telling him things. He didn't want to hear He wouldn't tell anyway. a story about anybody, or he didn't want anybody telling a story to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because he wouldn't talk bad about nobody. He heard a hundred things he wouldn't tell it back. So he's kind of proud because Martin, Martin says that to me all the time. We have conversations, and he says, Dean, keep that to yourself. Every, almost everything we say and yeah. I think it's a good thing yeah quite you know what I mean he's yeah. not going around uh, telling what you're saying yeah reading do you call it reading for other people yeah yeah. so now you know what I mean Dean you get a beating in the end if you <laughs> oh is it is that what you do <laughs> no, the first no. time I met you I put my no. hands up to you no huh? what, 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 what it means is Dean look at it's that uh, sometimes you can have a chat with somebody yeah and if it's confidential yeah simple as no matter what they say to you don't mention that then you don't mention it but if you're coming to me every day uh, and you're talking about this guy and that guy and you're running them down you're telling stories about him and you're making up lies about him, sorry. Well, then I'm going to say to you, Dean, hold it for one second. I'm not tolerating that no more. When your man comes in here, you be the man and you face him and tell him what you have to say to him. Yeah. So that's a more decent thing to do, isn't it? More decent. And not everybody does that. You might get away with it a couple of times, but it doesn't, it doesn't work all the time. It didn't work with him, man. No way. <laughs> so he was a quiet fella. What oh, you meant was it? Very quiet. And what, uh, what else, what, what was he up to? What was he walking? When you say quiet, Dean, he was very, let's say, he was a very peaceful man, being honest and truthful about it. Yeah. He'd never get into trouble. And if sort of if trouble came his way, he'd walk away from it. Didn't make him a coward. It actually, he actually felt a lot, lot better about it. It, it. He was a big man, there's no doubt about that. 
It wasn't this small little mouse like that you could just give a snap and run. Yeah. It wasn't the case. He just didn't like no trouble, simple as. And he would genuinely walk away from trouble. He'd, li- he'd literally do anything to avoid it. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I wouldn't... Uh, you wouldn't cross him? No, that, not too much. I wouldn't cross him yeah. too much. And did, did you know his parents? Oh, yeah. His, his mother was uh, my aunt. His mother was your aunt. What yeah. was her name? Bridget. Bridget, yeah. Well, her name was Bridget. Okay. And his father was Tom. And they lived down in Mohill. Yeah. Yeah. See if I had the four of them on top of the bed there. Which photo was it? Old Tom Ryder. Yeah, Joey. See, you'd have a small bed there. Come back to her. Get that photo, one, Joey, and then show it to her. Put it on that. And my father, here, here. Here, on top of his bed here, see. Your father and mother, where's your photo? I think my father and mother's there as well. You have the two photos there, it's nice to show them. I had them up there, but I took them down. So Helen has a photo book, old, she, fo- old school photographs that we're going to have a look at. This woman has thousands of photos. Oh, I've she, takes, there, but she takes pride in her photos. Um, Told them, Joy. Oh my God, that's a stunner. Oh, this is my father and mother, the first one there. Put them there, Joy, at the bunks there, I'm going to take a, uh, I, I might, I'll ask Helen and ask Martin, can I take a picture of these to show uh, people who are listening? Because Yeah, you can. So the idea here is, Helen, there's going to be people listening to this podcast. Yeah. yeah. One, who wouldn't know what travellers are. Who's probably never met a traveller. Yeah. Who's never heard a traveller. Yeah. Heard a voice. Yeah. Never mind a, a man traveller, a, a, a woman traveller. Never yeah. heard a woman traveller speaking. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the way you speak and the way you go on and your accent and all that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. You speak in a very specific way. Yeah. You know what I mean? And most, most people around the world would have never met somebody like you. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Most people in this community would have never. Most of the settled people in Ballymun would have never been into St Margaret's. You know what I mean? Ninety-five yeah, yeah. percent of them. Yeah, yeah you're right. Never mind you. people listening to this who are in Australia or Brazil or Canada or whatever like that. But what we're trying to do here is record you, capture your voice, and send it around the world so people can hear it. And for me, this is now honest now. For me to be sitting here in this caravan, close to tears now. For me to be sitting here in this caravan. You, that's that powerful pleasure. stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's just not many women like you left in the world, Helen. Yeah. That's that's the truth of it. You know what I mean? Joey's sitting over there. Joey, I'm going to mention six, your name now, Joey. And she's six foot five. She's stood on the ground. She Martin weighed Martin over three hundred and forty-five pounds. And he's filming. And as I'm crying, my eyes. Joey, are, look at put on that there, will you? Joey's the Joey's laughing. So I'm looking at the picture, Joey. Pause it, Joey. My father, mother, Bernie McDonald, and Mary Kate. Yeah, that's nice, isn't it? That's a that's beautiful, beautiful picture. That's a stunning photograph. That, that needs to be up on the wall. Well, she has them on the wall, but she only moved this camera a few weeks ago. That's a nice one there, too. Who's that now? That's Paul Sinjo, yeah. Martin's father and mother. Oh, is it? So that's her... He was like one of the Robert Stackable. Yeah. <laughs> one of the untouchables. He looks like an actor in that. That's what I'm saying to you. He's about six foot. Did you ever hear Robert Stack? Oh, the actor, is it? Yeah, the, the untouchables. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he... Yeah, so, Dean, if you look at them two pictures... He put your mind of them. Yeah. Would you ever think they were two traveller men? Suit. It never was. In this one, no. In that one, a bit more. Like, that's... You're pointing at the woman there, the men. What about the men? The never. men? No, not necessarily, no. That lady there looks like a traveller woman. Yeah. That's her mother now. That's your mother. She looks like a traveller woman. And I, I she was, actually looks like her, interesting. I was saying this to another traveller there. Uh, I think I was saying it to you, actually, in the last podcast. I can generally tell by listening to or looking at a person if they're a traveller or not. Because there's a unique sound and a unique look. And yeah. that's not to come across as kind of uh, slagging or racist or anything that like that. That could be, could be a chance because a lot of travellers had hard times, Dean, to be honest about. Yeah, 
it's possible now. I'm not saying that's the answer to it. Take them in there. They're two good pictures, aren't they? That one there. Did you get them in there, Joe? Yeah? That's that's not the making me cry. That's not the blowing me away. Uh, that's a piece of history that that yeah, one is. Yeah, mind you, living in the house, there, you know that. Yeah, these are good. They are two good pictures now. Pints in or not, lovely pictures. That's a piece of history. That's, that's both of that's both of my grandparents, John Dean. So there's nothing that I'm more proud of that I've done than to get to know you, to get to know the people in this on this site in St Margaret's, and especially to sit down with you, Helen, uh-huh. and have a conversation with you. Yeah, because I think that as as Irish people, um, as non-travellers, we're missing out on so much beautiful culture. Maybe it's because chances are travellers don't get a chance to do these things, Dean, or get to talk to people or get out and about, and maybe because it depends on what kind of interest there well, is. Well, back in, back in about 50 years ago, there'll be more. How old was that for you, anyway? My mother sung a song. She's above in, the, in Dublin here. Yeah. yeah. Oh, your mother was a singer, was she? Yeah, she was a good singer, she was. Well, she wasn't a singer for the country. Like, but yeah, yeah. They came and did a, took her on as a song, singing, you know what I mean? So, the here in Dublin. Was it one of the radio stations, what did she sing for, was it? Ah, the, here, that particular for song, basically. For Dublin. A lovely voice, though. You know what I mean? they recorded it? Who recorded it? The people out of Dublin. They went down to the Leitrim and... Right. Some, they some radio channel. Yeah. However, say they found you out. You don't know what, you don't know who it I is. Don't know. We can find out that oh, she has her on here tape. In Dublin, she the, has her on tape, though. No one knows it because no one works. Yeah, mm. we'll find out that it's good. That's be nice. But she yeah. has a lovely, lovely voice. Tell you the truth. Well, she had God rest her. For people out there listening, every time I hook up with Martin, he sings songs, and then as soon as we turn on the microphones, he gets all shy. Yeah, but is, you that, know that, is about, that is that Helen, about, you know about is your that necessarily about being? He's been non-stop singing when we're hanging. hanging yeah, when you're listening on, yeah. As soon as you turn on the microphone. Yeah, he's a good singer, yeah. He gets all shy. Mm-hmm. The thing about it is, it's not about uh, being shy. It's just that I don't know how to sing. On the raglan road <laughs> of an autumn's yeah, I wish day. I could sing. I think you can. I just think. Dean, I have to advise you now. Keep, stick with the day job. Don't take up the singing. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a bit more about him. He's, he was shy. Uh, he was a quiet young fellow, was he? Yeah, very quiet. And uh, one of the things that I know is about him, he's very, what's the word? Oh, yeah. He's very religious. Yeah. Got that for me. Did he? <laughs> well, a good part of it. She does. She does a lot of praying, Dean. She does her rosary there and she does her divine And you know what I don't know. You wouldn't like to believe this. And most of all, she doesn't do much go, wrong to people. I go up to Thomas Street and yeah. there's a chapel up there and St. Vita's and I get the, I get the masses done every month. For all the dead, every, every all the souls in the purgatory and everything. Yeah. Now, I was up there yesterday, now you wouldn't believe it. I got done for everyone throughout the world. And even they couldn't believe it when I do that above Tom, above Thomas Street in the chapel. And even one day I was doing it and the woman said to me, you're a great woman, she said, do that. You're getting done for everybody. Well, they says, I can't miss nobody then. Yeah. Now, that was everybody living. And I got one done for everybody dead and the souls. And done it for my own family and every family that I think of. I get them all done. I believe now, yesterday my month was up and I was up to yesterday, getting them done again. So what do you mean you're getting the prayer done? You know, the for mass, souls the and purgatory, Dean. Same as now, you're in them as well now, because I've done it for everybody. Yeah, thank, uh, thanks very much. Do you know what I mean? Everybody in the world, your family and everything. Uh, yeah. And we'll say, this mass is going on for, for a solid month every day. For a month every day, you're getting prayed for. Wow. Everybody is. That's lovely. And everyone in the world that I have done for, they're getting prayed for. Like a book here of masses, basically. Yeah. In other words, Dean, you have someone praying for you. you don't even know who's praying for you. You see, when remember, you, when remember you, I said this in the last oh, podcast. Sometimes yeah, yeah, things yeah, going yeah. right. You were saying to Shani in the last podcast that maybe there was someone praying for you, and I think it's it's a beautiful thing. Uh, 
that you have faith in it, that you believe in that. Yeah. Well, the, the, the woman that does the masses, she couldn't believe it. When I, when I says, I can't think of everybody in the world say for the dudes for them. But I do want for everybody throughout the world. But throughout the world means all over the world, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. And that have been done for every month for them. For, for, for every day for a month for everybody. So, travellers on country. Sometimes it is hard to think of everybody, so I just put them all in one. Stick yeah. them all in one. And I, always do, I do that every month. Yeah, but it's a good. It's a, it's for me. It's like the thing I was taught when I was uh, a young fellow that we're all God's children, so you stick everybody in. Yeah, everybody. Well, yes, yeah. It was like to treat everybody the same kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in a way, when you're praying for them, you are treating them because you like someone to pray for you. Yeah. So why not pray for somebody else? Yeah. Sometimes people uh, people need prayers, and they mightn't have the strength. Well, I to do pray. that. I do. I see me going to Lords there. Was about seven or eight years back. And I spend seven hundred pound alone in masses for the people, and and candles, and winning with all winners with me. Oh, for other people, yeah. You know, for everybody. What were you spending the money on? I hope it's on the masses. For me. I did it for for everybody. I spent seven hundred pound for no big candle that lights for twelve months, for one of them, and for small candles. And oh, f- very and good. So you have a candle that lasts a whole year. And for masses, and doing all my prayers as well. I'm praying for everybody. You know what I mean? What more could I do? Because if you go to Lourdes, we're always getting something, uh, middles or pictures or everything like this. But I didn't get very much of the money. Nowadays, the money. literally, we say in the, in the traveller community, have everything. When you go to Lourdes or Medjugorje, you like to bring something back to somebody and say as many people as you probably can. Yeah. But whether it be a drop of holy water or maybe a medal or whatever, little picture or something, like a candle or something. Most important thing is lighting candles over there for them, and also getting masses said for them. That is probably the best thing that you can do for them. But on the other hand, so many travellers have been to Medjugorje now, and Lords and to Knock and Devall. They have all the bits. They literally have. Well, if you look around here, you see what yeah, we're talking yeah. about. Well, that's not near. Lots of stuff there. Heads in statues and books and all. That's only a fraction of what she has. She's lot of stuff left up there because. When he moved in here recently into this caravan. And there's some of them over the kitchen. And, and she has a mountain of stuff there. Too much stuff. Now, the other thing about it is, every, almost every traveller has the same thing. So it's a great, it's a great sign that travellers have a good faith in Our Lady and Our Lord. It's very, very good. No matter what they do in life or what they don't do. So it's nice to pray for They still have that strong faith, which is very, it's very good. And it comes in, let's say it comes in handy when they don't even realise it. And I have a little prayer there. And it's a fur... If you bleed, if you get a cut around like that. Yeah. And the people bleeds. I see the prayer, no matter who here it is or who we hear about. You know what I mean? If you come out all over the world if I hear someone bleeding, I'll say the prayer. And the blood stops. About Jesus. And what prayer is it? Well, it's a small one. It's, uh, Jesus was born in the stable of Bethlehem. He was baptized by the River Jordan. The water was clear and very smooth. When Jesus passed by, the water stood. But by his words and by his name, he converted the blood to do the same. When, when the water stood, yeah. well, when a person had bleed in, when he'd say the prayer, the blood would stop. <laughs> a good one. Lovely, yeah. And I always say it to everybody. For everyone, anyone that bleeds. So where did you get that from? Was was your... Back years ago, I don't know. I could have had a mother, I don't even know. So was your parents, obviously, they were, they had fate. Oh, yeah, they were very good like that too as well. Yeah. Mm. Was it long after when we, um, when we when you got married? Was it long after then when your father and mother got the house in Mohol then? Well, when I got married, I went to England in it. 
few months after us, and he got a house when I was gone to England. He got the house. He lived there. all the life in the house, didn't he? He lived all the life in that house, you know. And you can't see there, but. That same house now, when her parents say passed away, her younger, but oldest brother, if you like, he um he applied for the house. He's actually living in the house now. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. yeah. It's like the, it was great to carry and, that on, wasn't yeah. it? And American sister. And they were so many years in the house. Would well, he be maybe 40 years now, would he? Probably in and around that anyway, maybe 30 or whatever. 30 years, about 30 years. So they literally reared, she got married in, they literally reared the rest of the family, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. All the rest of the up there and they went to school. They reared in that him. house. Where is that house? In Mohill. In Mohill. County Leitrim, yeah. yeah. It's actually a nice little place. We're going to ask you a question. When you said you were, when you said begging, what does that mean? Well, there was no door on that time for my father and mother and that. Well, my father would make a few tins or go out and sell them and like that, you know what I mean? Cans or buckets or things like that. And my mother would do the bag in the house like for spuds or milk or flour, anything at all she'll get. Yeah. And that kept the place going then. So I remember growing up here in the 80s in Ballymoan and uh, travellers would knock on the door and just say, you know, they'd ask you, do you have any old shoes or jackets or... Bits and balls. Yeah, when it closed, I do it as I finished with it. Yeah, that was the same thing. Yeah. But we didn't really see that as begging. It was more just knocking around to see. Yeah, well, did we you have that and spare, that and left over, yeah. that and that you weren't using. Well, we used to call it begging that time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, in a sense, it was begging. Like, it wasn't borrowing it to give it back, really. No, no, no. Yeah. Well, yeah. And you weren't robbing it. You weren't robbing it. So we, we, the class says begging. Yeah, you were asking. You know, it was know, the most decent word to use when you were, when, um, <laughs> when you, you used three of them. You know something? That was the best times of all. Yeah, yeah. And there was no sickness, there was no doctors, there was no nothing. No, there wasn't at that time. That's what they reckon. Sometimes they reckon that you're, uh, not everyone would agree now, but they reckon that your poorest days are your happiest days. They were. Yeah. Some people mightn't see that. You'd never see a child bath of a doctor or one thing or another. And the food you were getting and eating was a lot better than the food now. Yeah. Mm. I think the more... Um, or in meaning um, that you had enough to eat and a bed sleeping. Yeah. A roof over Oh, you'd always have plenty to eat because you get from house to house. The reality... But you had, you had... The reality of it is, what more would you want? Like, we grew up with fresh food, not frozen food. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, just the same as you. You grew up, you grew yeah, up. Yeah, food. You didn't have sports. So you didn't have yesterday's yeah. food. You had yeah. today's food. We had all the food. Yeah. Um, we were lucky to have last week's food. Cabbage, <laughs> turnips, spuds, things like that, all in that. Lovely. And you'd love that. And you know, if you buy a pot of cabbage and bacon and run like that, and there was some left over, and you would put your lid on that the next morning if you wanted, dude. Yeah. Well, next morning you could warm the hop and eat it. It's beautiful. That's the best. Do you know today? Yeah. You have to pick it in the bin as soon as you finish it. Well, that's what my dad used to do. We'd have a stew. Like most people in, in Dublin yeah. in yeah. the 80s, you'd have a stew. That, yeah. and the stew would be best after three days. Oh, like, yeah. And you'd heat it up. Yeah. But I'm sure, like... Well, maybe... Ah, the day wouldn't do that because yeah. of good red rotten. But I'm sure or my dad's parents, people... they would have having something on the stove for seven days. You know what I mean? Yeah, but is it a case where maybe that's the, that was the situation back then? Yeah. I mightn't have the, the food, whereas today, too much selfishness. There's more waste than food. else. Too much food wasted. Yeah. Too many choices. People want this, that, and the other, and they don't know what's good for them. And and, same as myself, and, they don't know what's good for me. Today yeah. And today, there's but, too much of takeaways. There's too much uh, chips and fish and curry well, and all these things. Right now, not, uh, no. <laughs> I wouldn't mind a good takeaway right now. I know. I've noticed, not just in here in St. Margaret's with travellers, but in general, there's not a lot. I don't see a lot of cooking happening. 
No, no. The young girls are on to it. A lot of standing around peeling spuds and carrots and putting the chicken on or whatever like that, you know? I have to say, my woman does now, Dean, to be honest with you. I'm not going to say something that doesn't happen, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, but you're mad into the curries. No, 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 not mad into them, honestly. Same as anybody else, I'd like to allow curry every now and again. Yeah. But the truth is, a good old boiled dinner now and again is no harm either, to be honest about it. And it's hard to be a bit of cabbage, I'll tell you one thing. Cabbage, she was a, bit of bacon, a bit of boiled in 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 a bit of it was a head of cabbage, or it wasn't his hair, it was his own. No, that, could be, that could be one of the animals, just bring it into Oh, like a, a hair is in a rabbit, like. like a, but ah, this was a hair now. Yeah. Uh, um, it was skinned. Yeah, you don't see much that now anyway. You might have fancy your animals' sons used to bring them into American hair. Well, I've seen him walking through this side here like this. It was, I think it was about, about two foot length, and he was holding them like that with his legs. Yeah. Well, you have to put them in here to my sink and cut them and skin them from Ayrton because yeah. he didn't know how to do it and I wouldn't do it and he'd do it for him and I'd boil them in for him all right That's yeah true. they were very good for that they were very they? good at Anna's flat yeah they used to bring fancy in fancy uh, land uh, he'd hunt them you see he'd go hunting yeah and he used to do the same thing with uh, with the fish isn't that right yeah bring in the pikes have you eaten pikes no they'd fish for the pike yeah they used to get them that size and they used to knock, knock them here to them he had the fish. He used to love it anyway. Oh, yeah. yeah. He would have done this like years and years ago when he was a young lad. And just today, that much of it doesn't happen. And they dropped him into him here with the pike or the... Or and the, you know he yeah, loved... He loved, them. he loved an eel. Oh, God. An eel. Oh, an eel. An eel. An eel. I didn't... I know he used to love them. Oh, I wouldn't I like them No, I wouldn't look at them. until I took an eel was like a big snake. snake. Was like no, a snake. yeah, yeah. They were like a snake. Oh, he'd love could literally cut... Uh, they could uh, take an eel, which is, is a fish, basically... And cut it by cutting ten pieces, and still that them them pieces be moving around the pan. I wouldn't directly. That's they, had, right. they had all them things in the pubs and all like jelly yeah. deal and and yeah. uh, winkles and all that. Oh, I wouldn't like to have like a delicacy, all right, but yeah. I, I wouldn't eat them. Today, tripe? Do you ever have tripe? I wouldn't eat nothing like that. I'd eat a perch, all right, or a bit of a mackerel. Mackerel, a bit of mackerel. Mackerel, yeah. yeah. Mackerel. Yeah, mackerel. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Michael. And do you sing an old song? Ah, no, you're just a middle of my bad old song. I can't sing now. Can you not? No. Who are you into? I'm a kind of a little lump here in my throat. Oh, dear. Who are you into singing? Ah, nobody. Just send a merit around the place. Any bit of a Pick up and that'll get fine out of it. Yeah. Right here. Just a song. American can sing, but I can. I wasn't a bad old singer, but I can't do it now. He won't sing for me. He gets all shy. Did you know that? I, I don't. won't sing for nobody, and it's not shy because I don't know how to sing. Oh, you do? If I could sing it, sing. Would you sing a song for your man? I would. If I could sing it, sing for sure. She knows. Come on that, here. Yeah. All, the, all the microphones <laughs> are here now. Ah, I'll leave it out, son. Will you? No, you're getting all shy again. <laughs> no, I'm not shy. One day on what this. I, what I want to ask you earlier on, right? Dean keeps jumping in there. He keeps throwing stuff in. And, and, um, remember you said Flakes when he was fond of drink? Obviously, he was. Yeah. Of course, he was an alcoholic in the end. Uh, around what age was he when he sort of started to drink? Oh, let's see now. Was it all the time his father died, was it? We often heard that. No. That's when he got into the drinking. Well, his father died a young man, didn't he? 40 years. Oh, that's mm. And uh, he can take a few drinks all the way, a few pints. Where, not, where were you living at the time? We're, I don't know, in the new town. We were at Longford. That time, oh, Longford. Died, yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, were you in a camp or? He was very fond of the father. He was going like, very good together, I told him. And it broke his heart for him to uh, die, a young man. 
Flakes was only young too, though, wasn't he? Back then, oh, like. yeah. He was a. Um, when your daddy's daddy died. Yeah, he took yeah. it very bad hurt. Now, I don't know because yeah, I was yeah. there. What did. age, did, that, what age did Flakes' his daddy die? 48 here. 48. Five, no, that's from there, that's four there. Look. Yeah. And it was, good, it was a big now one as healthy as that now yeah. the, the morning that he died, I'll never forget. Fine, fresh man, wasn't he? And he was out playing uh, the with Hassan. Yeah. No pitching. With the, all the couple of sons outside playing. Yeah. What's the game, Tossin, Pigeon? Pigeon, you know, you pitched. Uh, that's what he was called it years ago. I have but uh, Tossin the Coins. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Pigeon the Coins. And, uh, it was a pastime, a bit of fun for them, like, yeah. you know what I mean? They were pitching, and then Merton came down to get some teeth to me. And next one of the children ran down and says, Dad, there's a pain. Got the pain across the chest. Oh, old Tom. Brought him straight into the hospital, and... Doctor never took him in. He come back for me and for his old lady there now. So we went in. He he brought him down to the hospital. I and dropped him back to bring old lady in. Flakes brought him down to the hospital. Yeah. A little bit from us. And what happened? He came back, let him into the casualty basically. Uh, the bomb in, the doctor brought him in then. And say, my father went back up to get you and And he said to me and he said, bride and my grandma, right? Yeah. And he said to me, he said, just go in for me and next how is he? he said. He knew he was so bad to be he was frightened ass, he was, he was a fear text. So when I went in, they told me he was dead. So I nearly put the place down down when he heard it. Took a heart attack, basically. Well, Tom took a massive heart attack. You were he a smoker? He was smoking, yeah. No, not real heavy, but he used to smoke. I wasn't a man for drinking heavy. You know, my son was Merton, he used to drink early, like. But uh, old Tom, he'd, uh, he'd drink. Yeah. And if, he, if old Tom says, I'm giving off drink now for six months, I'm taking no drink. Well, he meant that. Yeah. yeah. He meant he was, getting, I heard, uh, well, he was getting off for six months. Obviously, mother, you'd know because you're the, you're his oldest daughter in law, isn't yeah. right? Right. I heard that he was a very good family man, though. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Very respectable to the family yeah. as well, like. He was. Things I'm only hearing, she obviously knows mm, all I'm that. a very quiet man, out to he was. And yeah. But same as that, don't shine his cards because he wouldn't take it for no man. And again, my that mother was kind of. Again, Dean, my mother, and I'm sure everyone's talk about him now. She used to talk very good about him. Yeah. I'm guessing he had a great respect for her as well. Oh, he had. He was very fond of me. Same yeah. as she had for him, mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? was. Oh, and I had for him too, for his wife, the British, which is me aunt. And that's a long time ago now, mother, isn't it? How long, how young, what, what age was Flakes then? That time, we'll see, how would he be? Well, Thomas was 50 years old now, isn't he? A little bit lost, probably, yeah. Oh, he's uh, it's 40, is it? Oh, yeah. So, can I ask you a question? Uh, you're a traveller woman. Yeah. What does that mean to you? I mean, it's good. Like, uh, let's, I'm proud to be a traveller, you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, that's not finding the settled people that, are, that, are, that I'm going to get them. Yeah. We've already settled people, we've settled people, and we've already. What can, can we go do? Back. And you know, uh, you know, we came to be travellers. Yeah, go on. Oh. Where would I put a uh, tissue in my Give me some. Oh, you you're know. bringing the old tears out there now, Dean. Ah, well, yeah. We're searching too hard there, Dean. No, it's not. It's just that I want to talk to him. Talk, yeah. The way my father tell us now, and his father tell him, years ago, we were all the one people, the settled people and the, the travelling people was all one. Yeah. But when the time... In the, other words, there was no travellers. No, no, there were no travellers. So well, many years back, whatever war it was, I don't know. Yeah. And the travelling people always live in little small houses as well. And they were all the one. But when the soldiers and the armies came along and started blowing down the little houses and everything and killing some of the people and everything, everyone would take to the road. This was in your grandfather's time, is it? Yeah. Well, they would have been British soldiers. I think, yeah. yeah. Our fathers. Well, because 
That was one time when my father threw us well. But anyway, they were all pegged out on the street and out. Let's leave and go on camping along the side of the roads. And however they will see people now, your, your generation. Countryman, the countryman. No, they come the on. The countryman and, became a traveller, Dean's what you're saying. But then, then was how you ever got the, got the houses and got the sand other young men. They got to be the, the, the settled people and we were the travellers. Yeah. And my father and mother. But years and years ago, my father was unable to get married. And they were down in Inishkillen to her. And he was, he had a horse and he was going up for a horse up the road. And this lorry came with all the soldiers above it. And pegged him up into the lorry. Because he had a horse, the horse was spanchelled. The way the horse wouldn't go down the road of fair. The road spanchelled is now. They had a rope from one leg to the other. Oh, very good. Well, that much. Yeah. And the horse's legs together. Aye. Yeah. And the horse's legs about that wet from other. Right. But they couldn't go fair then, you know what I mean? They knew where they were. Yeah, yeah. But well, yeah. the horse couldn't run then. It couldn't gallop away anywhere. It's called spansel. Spansel now. Yeah. And so like a rope between the two front legs. That's right. Aye. And he couldn't get a gallop on. And he couldn't gallop. And when the soldiers seen it, and him along with the horse, they took him up in the lorry and they bent him to death nearly above oh, the lorry. Oh. My father, he was yeah. a young boy. I'll just have to get married and had a little horse. And they mangled him and bent him and pegged a flurry down again the road and nearly killed him. But what was, was, was he? Cruelly. He was a fella. That was supposed to be cruelly. Was his father more living in the house that time? No, they wouldn't. his father was in the war that time. His father was in the war? Yeah. But his mother was in, I think she was at Carrick and Stanley somewhere. Right. Longer from her people. And the soldiers were saying that was cruelty? They called that cruelty. Yeah. But the horse being tied away. But he was just doing it because the horse then, you know well, where the horse was. Everyone that time, all the travellers when the horses in the bad way. Yeah. But mother, before that, going back before that, you're saying there was no, at the time it wasn't travellers, everyone was in houses, small yeah, houses. Yeah, they were all, on, all everyone was in houses. So what happened there when the soldiers came around and putting people out of their homes? Yeah. I everyone think you told me this before the job. Yeah. Um, the settled people, let's say, became travellers, half of them. So some of them emigrated, is that right? Yeah. And the ones that didn't emigrate... Start living in tents. Yeah. And on the sides of the road, had no choice. Had no choice. So that's where sort of travellers came from then. Yeah, that's now, true. there's another story there yeah, where... I've, I've never... Just, you've never heard that just bit slow down for a second because this is really important. I've never heard it said that way. No, I'll tell you what you heard, Dean, right? I'll, I'll, just one second, man. Do you know when that was? Probably um, World War II, was it? Or it could be because that was my great-grandfather's time. So it was your great-grandfather. So what I'm thinking is if it was... Wasn't your father? It was your father's father. You're seventy five years of age. Yeah. So, so if we go back seventy five years ago, plus your daddy's age, you know what I mean? Her, her. It would mean that her great, her not it her grandfather, her great grandfather, yeah, was a settlement. Simple as that. So it could be a hundred and twenty years ago, which brings it around the time. Yeah. Probably not back that far. Even. Could be yeah. Hundred and twenty years ago. So what we had in this country uh, was we were ruled by the British. Yeah, all the, the land in the country was yeah, ruled by that's the right, British. Are, yeah, that's right, the war, yeah. And they had a, there was a thing called the Land Wars. Because I was only up on Tory Island there a couple of weeks ago. And uh, there was a story where a ship came into the back of Tory Island and they made a wish on the wishing stone that the, the ship would, wouldn't come onto the island and it crashed. Yes. And it was, uh, I think it was like 80 British soldiers who were coming onto the island to tax them. What she was saying there earlier on, which is like a repeat again, was that when them, when them things happened, everybody was living in small little houses. Yeah, they're all Probably nothing short of wigwams. You know what a wigwam is, don't you? It's a small little house, yeah? We all settled people. When that them. happened, everybody started hitting the roads, the fellow said. And a lot of people started emigrating. Is that right, buddy, yeah? Yeah. Now, 
people that didn't emigrate I had no choice to stay, let's stay. That, that, no money or nothing. Start living in tents on the side of the road, and then they became travellers. Is that right? Yeah. Now, that's how they were travelers. Then you have the other story that's written in the books where um, which called Romani travellers from the far side of the world, and they're saying the travellers uh, originated from there. It was a hard story to believe whether it's true or not, and it probably is true. Maybe travellers did come from there also. Yeah. But the story she's given to her version of the story. From her grandfather and his father again, come back to her literally her great grandfather. It it makes a lot of, a lot of sense. So in Ireland in about 1840, 1850, yeah, yeah, there was about eight and a half million people living here. Right, we were ruled by the British. Yeah, that's right. A British. Mm. This was a British colony. Yeah. Okay. There was loads of the 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 docks in town was the second busiest harbor. In the world, right? Um, because it was a part of the British Empire, and we had a thing that they called the famine, and people either left this country for America, Canada, yeah, that's Australia, what happened. That's why they had to go or to died. Yeah, and we start hearing about travellers in the fifties and the sixties when it was a decision by the Irish government to get rid of the shame of having these travellers in the country. So between the famine. Which is about ended at about nineteen fifty, and uh, sorry eighteen fifty, and about nineteen fifty. That's a hundred years, yeah. okay? and that's when your father's father would yeah. have been alive. Yeah, okay, mm-hmm. between eighteen fifty and nineteen fifty, and the Ireland only got its independence one hundred years ago. So now, they, trans- so they, so they, as in travellers. Are us. Yeah. We are them. Yeah. We're all one. You're all the one, yeah. And when I come into this caravan, that's why I start crying. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's who we are. Yeah, it's that's not, right. It's, it's, not who, it's not some made up thing. It's no. who we are as people. There's no difference in anybody. You know what I mean? Everybody is God's children on the way up or down. Yeah. And that was the time of the Titanic thing. How many years ago was that? When everybody, everybody had to immigrate at that time with the famine at the time. It was what I heard him saying. Yeah. If I had to remember the class and talking about it, it was... Yeah, but it's probably going back a little bit before that. Oh, is it? What you're saying there now, because, yeah, but at the same time, maybe it went on for years. Chances yeah. are it went on for years. Yeah, because everybody in that time. It leads up to 19, 1912, yeah. Yeah. Which is like 100 and, say, 10, 12 years now. 10 years ago was the Titanic, yeah. And then 10 now. years after that, we got our independence. Yeah, but, go, but go five years before that, or yeah. maybe 10 years before that. Yeah, so we had we, we had, had, we had all, land wars in this all this was happening, what she is saying there, yeah. where people were living in houses, in a, a little, they called them houses, little huts, and had to there move because of the war, or... and then looking for refuge, the fellow would say. So I think probably it's either one or the other way to look at it. Is that everyone was travellers at one time, or everyone was country people at one time? Which is it going to be? All we, the one. We know, and we, know, we know now because you know that time, Merton. At that time, that's why. Did you ever see down and down in the countries when you go through the country? Did you ever see houses up long lanes or at the back of hills, around like that? Yeah. Well, that's where they had to go and hide at that time. Yeah. And make little small houses. The, the people know the settled people, and make little small houses at the back of the hills. Out the back of the hills, and I will say big long. Long lanes and the back of the mountains and everything, and that's how they had to hide the country soldiers. They'd be killed. They were, they were threatened for them. You know what I mean? So that's why all this is done under the travellers. It's hard to it's hard to get a good story now from the say the travelling travellers' life, as you might call it. Like yeah. I'm only uh, I say a young lad. She's like seventy three years old here, but yet 
she's telling the story that her father told yeah. and her his father beyond that again. Oh, do you understand? Yeah. Mm. So the fact that there's not many travellers now in their in their 90s or 95s, which is very hard to get in and settle people, never mind the travellers, yeah. you'd, uh, you'd hear a further story kind of thing, if you know what I'm saying to you. Or even this minute it was other, say, traveller women around her age, 73 to about 78, 79. So they'd, they'd have a story to tell as well. And the chances are that this it would colla- uh, correspond and collaborate with her with her story, you know what I mean? Yeah. But you'll probably hear different versions of it, which is actually good. Helen, you're at the same... She's given, us good, she's, she's given some good stuff, though, I have yeah, to say. But you're at the same stuff there... Stuff that happened in this country 100, 150 years ago. Yeah. That we as a nation have kind of pushed underneath the carpet. Yeah. And decided, yeah, yeah. decided to forget about. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's some that they can't forget, but they do. Yeah. And we've decided to put some blame on a group of people called travelers. Yeah. Or knackers, as the name yeah. goes around. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and that these, uh, and are the, that these were the problem. These travellers had the problem in our country. And then 70 years ago, 60 years ago, we tried as a country to get rid of that that group of people. That's right. yeah. And that's how much shame we have in it. That's yeah. how much pain we have mm-hmm. in the whole famine thing. We don't talk about the famine in this country. Mm. We don't have those conversations. Mm. Uh, we write songs about them. Yeah. And all of a lot of the songs that you traveller people sing are about those times yeah. and about the pain and the hardship. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're just country and folk songs hanging yeah. down. And I was saying about the knackers a while ago, but the knackers are saying. Yeah. The knackers, they're called traveller knackers. Yeah. But they're not. I was telling you a while ago, do you know those big four-wheelers, the four-wheelers downtown there? Yeah. And there'd be two or three big Clydesdales for to pull them. They were going around from, years ago here down here in Dublin, they used to bring the, brew, the Guinness up on the, up on them and everything. Use the horse to draw the... That's what they call... That was necros. That's, yeah. what, that's what you call necros. But they gave it the call to the travellers, ended it. Instead of... Like, that was the wrong name for them. Then they were, and they were back about 50 or 60 years ago. Necros was itinerants. They call, used to call them itinerants. Yeah. And they changed it back then to travelling people. So I think travelling people is the right people for them. The name for them. What do you think about the tried everything, Dean? Yeah? yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what they come back to? One. Travellers. Yeah. You recognise them now as travellers. Because it's only names uh, for them. What's, strange, the other, what's the other? It's like a, it's like a cant name. It, uh, minker. A minker. Minker. Yeah, minker, yeah. Minker, yeah. minker. Would, yeah. You, would you use that word? A minker. Yeah. No, we never did. Years ago, they probably used to, but yeah. I never... Steve, the thing about it is, the words that, 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 would, the words that you would ask travellers, are they using them? Travellers won't use these words. They don't use them. It's the, let's say, it's the settlement that uses these words. Not all settlement, or the settled person, whatever you want to say, right, yeah. that uses these words. Call you the mink, call you the knacker, call you what they want to call you. You don't call you the traveller. But you're a traveller in spite of everything. It makes no difference. And if you're in Ireland, you're Irish, so you're a member of the Irish society. I think that's a very hard thing for Irish people who aren't travellers to, a member, to accept a, that uh, travellers... Are them travelers are Irish travelers are who we this is are. What I'm, this travelers is what, are who we are. This is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, you're a member. You're an Irish person, no matter what. You're born in Ireland. You're Irish. Yeah, right. Whether you're born into a settled family or a traveler family, they can't take away the fact that you're still Irish. 
They might, uh, they might try to throw the mat over the traveller, all right, and push them aside and try and get rid of them, like you said earlier on. Yeah. But the fact is, you're still an Irish person. So you are a member of Irish society, no matter what the Irish public or the Irish government thinks. And no matter how they try to treat you. Cause there's, there's they this, can't wash that away. This whole thing that we get caught up in is, uh, you know, traveller tradition and traveller pride and all this. And we try and put travellers in this separate little group over here. And yeah. I understand that. And I know that there was a thing done in the doll a couple of years ago where they got traveller people got like ethnic status. But even travellers know it didn't mean anything. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and, it was and, only a talk on a bit of paper. That's yeah. all that was. And really the the real challenge is, the real opportunity is for us all to see each other as the same. Yeah. That's the difficulty. That, that's the conversation yeah. we don't want to have. Yeah. See, Dean, that's good for uh that's good for publicity. If you're uh, if you're a member of government or parliament or the doyle or whatever you want to be, right? And you want to uh, give yourself, let's say, a good status. But then you can raise any issue that you want to and try to get it uh let's say make it visible, yeah? Make it uh make it known out there. But that doesn't mean that doesn't mean you have interest in the first place. That doesn't mean you're bothered about whether things change or not. It it, it what you're really bothered about is your own your own again, your own status. Yeah. You see, so you're the good you're the good guy there now. You spoke up and you said this and you said that and you signed papers. And you told the world there's going to be changes here. But yet you're going home to your house and you don't give a damn after that. But nothing has changed. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. So one thing from coming up here and getting to know you and being on this side for the last two or three years, you know what I mean? I I come up here now and I it's like I'm going up to my brother. That's basically it. I I don't see this community as different. Yeah. As traveller. What you're trying to say is that you don't... Uh, you haven't put anything between yourself and the traveller man, basically. There's no difference. In a, in a, in For me, a... there's no difference. We're, we are the same. And I know that 99% in Dublin anyway, of settled people, they don't do that. They don't come in here. Yeah. They just don't engage because they see it as totally separate. You, the, the traveling people, live a whole don't separate forget, life. Yeah. Don't forget, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of settled people think that way because not through their own faults. It's because of what they were taught, what they were told, what they see on TV, the stories they read off the newspapers, the stuff that goes on in the media. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of negativity about travelers. Not every complete traveler is out there. They're not all. Uh, let's say. They're not all the worst people on the planet, if you understand what I'm saying. But they are the in people who... In all walks who... of life, you get good people and bad people. We have that in the traveller community. Yeah. We also have that in the, in the settler community. We have that in England, we have it in Ireland, we have it in America, we have it in every part of the world. No matter what race, breed or seed you come from. There's the good, the bad and the ugly, as you call it, right? But we have that everywhere. So... It's not just about in, uh, let's say, in travellers. But they can look at all the negative, negative side or negativity in travellers and they can feed off it. And, it's, and, and to be honest about it, it's only Ireland that does it. You yeah. go to America, you'll hear not... There's thousands of travellers in America. Thousands of travellers, right? Class as American citizens. They're citizens. Simple as. Yeah. They're not, bro they're not brushed down like uh, the same as the travellers are in Ireland. Now... Go to England. There's thousands of travellers yeah, in England. 
and they're not brushed down the same way. Ireland is a, let's say, for instance, we could call it a racist country if you want, being honest about it, and they have more on their plate now than what they had 10 years ago because Ireland has been influxed by all the, all nations of the, of the world now. Yeah. Well, not all, all nations, but a majority of nations of the world. People have come from all parts of the world in the last 10 or 12 years and they have influxed Ireland. So it's the best thing that ever happened because you know why? Because now they have more to talk about than just talk about the traveller man. So now the traveller is seen as a good guy now. He's a good person now. He's welcome. He's welcome to stay in his own country now because if he moves out of his own country... He's only making more space for another foreigner in their eyes. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? You understand what I'm talking about? And that's the reality of it. A fair play to the foreign man that comes in, the black man, the Asian man, the, all colours and all races that comes into this country and straightens up the government and talks up to them and gets what they want off them. Because why? Because the government had no respect for travellers when travellers were lying down and not opening their mouths and just being kind and living normally as they should live, yeah. trying to be a part of society and they weren't allowed to be that part. But now, every race, breed, seed and generation has come into Ireland and making themselves part of society and give them 10 out of 10 for it. Yeah. Okay to them. Yeah. So it was the same as the black, same as the black people out in the fair countries now years ago. Yeah. Didn't they make slaves out of them and everything and there were nobody and they shoot them and they kill them and everything. And everybody was still all the one people, white and black. I mean, like, that's an awful thing to do to them. Where the tree here, she said they're tree the black people, like... They're very like bad. The dirt of the uh, the dirt of the earth, if you want to put it that way. Yeah. Didn't they do it with uh, Charlie Pride I mean, when he got to be a the singer? They weren't taken into consideration that they were I human. Had he singing behind the stage? And behind a curtain and they wouldn't have him out on the front? That's who, right. Who is it? Charlie Pride. Charlie Pride, one man. of the best country singers to ever live. One of them, now there's hundreds of them, but he's one of them. Yeah. And yet he he had to sing behind, in his, country, his own country... He had to sing behind, not just his own country, everywhere. in other countries, everywhere he went. He had to sing behind a curtain, although he was a beautiful singer, yeah? He, let's say they couldn't identify his colour. He's a black man. He's a black man behind mm. a white curtain. Bad, wasn't it? Yes. <laughs> was, it was and he was bad. a beautiful singer. Wow. He entertained oh, literally millions and millions and millions of people. Lovely but they never knew he was black. We let you entertain us, but we won't accept you. But don't, show, don't, no. don't let yeah. us hear colour. It was a little year then when they got used to him then and, and they knew about him singing and everything. They let him all out and he just, she went all over the world then he did. He's dead now, he is. That's what they done. Very, very like, aggravating to stupid people. No, man. And I haven't seen there now, you know, a crowd of settled people there. They got the young girls, the boys and everything there. And see a travelling person passing and they'd all laugh at them and cheer at them and everything. And that's, that's no good either, she is now. I think though sometimes um, what we do is it's always good to have a scapegoat or a fall guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. always good to have somebody who's lower on the ladder than we are. Yeah. Because then we can get away with stuff. That's you know right. what I mean? Yeah, you're right there. And then everything that we do is okay, but we can point down to somebody else. Yeah. Whoever it is, a black man, a traveling man. Yeah. Or whatever. That's you know right. what I mean? You're right there, yeah. Um. The Native American Indian, the Aboriginal in Australia, um, it's always good to have somebody who that we can put the blame on, you know. And I think that that's what's happened in this country, uh, and I think it's time for us just to 
be honest about it and call it out and just say it's not good enough. It's not good enough for us just to say that they're knackers. Yeah. Yeah. That they're dirty, that they're smelly, that yeah. they don't do anything, that they don't pay taxes, that they rob people. Um, there's no other group in the history of this state when we had our independence that was that was laws written to get rid of them. There was laws and rules and regulations written in this country by yeah. our government yeah. to get rid of travellers. Just right, to totally yeah. wipe them off the planet. The yeah. So when they were doing that with Jewish people in Germany during uh, World War One and World War Two, the whole world turned up and said, no, you can't do that. They're trying to do that in, in Ukraine. The Russians are trying to wipe the Ukrainian people off the, off the planet. Yeah, they are. But, it's, but listen, it's happening in our country in 2022 in Ireland. We're still haven't fully accepted. As far yeah. as I'm concerned, the government only giving themselves a hard time. They're wasting their time trying to wipe the travellers off the planet because it's not going to happen. Travellers, as we said before, they're going to be around forever. Simple as that. Always going to be there no matter what. The governments will be changed and changed and changed and changed again. And travellers will still be around. I want to go back to one thing earlier on, right? About my father. I want to talk about this bit about my father, right? The rest of them. You know when that happened to his father when he passed away, yeah? Yeah. Um, obviously, he said Flakes took it very bad, say, when his father passed away because we're like brothers more than... Yeah. Best friends more than mm. father and son, basically. So was that was that around that time when he started sort of hitting the drink then, yeah? Yeah. He was. Mm. He used to drink before, but not the same as... Well, he liked to drink. Same as anybody, he did a drink. One but not the same as he'd be uh, going alcohol over it. No. So, when he died, his father died, and he, came, he went alcoholic, but he wasn't alcoholic. Really, yeah. Mm. Well, he just started drinking more or less every day then, basically. Drink more than when he'd get it. Yeah. The where he'd get it, he'd get it, have to have it. That's happened. But I remember as uh, yeah. no, when I was only young now, very, very young, I guess I'm probably. Eight, nine years of age, probably seven, eight years of age. Yeah. And we were living in a house in Birmingham, that right? Yeah. So is that where we came from? Long from Longford over to Birmingham, was it? And he'd come home, like he'd he I was only said, I can just vaguely remember it. And he'd come home from the pub and he'd sing a song. Well, it was a song that sort of corresponded to his father, sort of. And he'd just break down and cry every yeah. time. Mm. Every time he'd come home and he'd sing that song when he'd be drunk like and he'd just break down and cry. And I remember that. I'm sure now I'm saying I'm sure my older brothers now, like Sir Tom and Bernie now, I'm sure they probably remember this as well. I remember that it. That song, the Clorine Drinker. Of, the wine drinker. Yeah, but he had a couple of, he had a couple I, of songs. He had, he had that one there. You know the old song, um, uh, who used to sing it? I can't remember the song, who used to sing it? There was a song there, Noreen Bourne, he used to sing. Okay. And he'd break down the... No, he used to sing it. It was actually a lovely song. And he'd sing it. Uh, and I, it was only years later when I realised that was the song that he used to sing. It was that. But he'd always break down it when he'd, he'd get a... Let's say he'd be halfway through it. And all of a sudden, then he'd just break down crying. Yeah. Do you know it? And it was about his... No, I don't know the song, literally. I know, I know of the song. Yeah. I know a couple of the words of the song, but don't ask me to sing because I cannot sing the song. And he'd sing the same couple of songs every time he come home. Obviously, she remembers this. 
Do you remember Mother in the... Do you remember Nietzsche's Park Road? Yeah. Well, I'm talking about around that time now. And around that time in Nietzsche's Park Road, Birmingham, and God rushed him. And he'd come home and said from the pub and he'd obviously talk about his father and stuff like that there. Back then, we wouldn't have a clue. We wouldn't understand, you know what I mean? But it was years later on then when I used to remember this all came back to my mind. And I realised what it was all about then, like, you know what I mean? But uh, obviously, of course, he took it. He was, she said there, he's... Her, his father was his best friend back then. Yeah. Very, very close. And naturally, he took it very, very bad. And then, of course, the way my mother is explaining there, he he took it, he took it bad because it was so much of a shock to him. It happened so instant. And she was like, thinking, think, like, thinking, when I say thinking, put stuff into the picture there. Look how fresh her man he was. Yeah. 48 years of age. Fine, big, strong, good-looking man. And him having him there every single day, and all of a sudden he takes a pain in his chest, touch wood, and say, God, make him far away from everybody, and rush to hospital. And then, thinking that he was sort of still okay, he went back up to get, say, my mother and, and my grandmother, which is his mother, and by the time they got back down to the hospital then, we told him he was dead. So, like, it, was, it would have been, it would have took a serious impact in his life as a young man. And then he was the oldest in the family as well then. So yeah. that would have been all put on top of him at the same time as well, you know what I mean? So, yeah, a sad, um, a sad, not a sad memory for me, but the fact that I've been told it and I've learned what happened yeah. by through my mother, say, it obviously took a serious impact on him then, like, you know what I mean? And then being a young fella as, as well at the same time, and imagine See how, the conversation we're having here with your mammy. Yeah. Do you have that conversation much? I do have chats with her, yeah. 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 Um, I can sit down and have a talk with her and have a chat with her anytime. I feel very, let's say I'm very comfortable talking to her, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. She's my mother and I love her. And I find it very easy to, and we do have arguments as well, right? Yeah, so don't know what her. We do have, um, we do have arguments, but her. Uh, you say Helen's going to sit back down. No, she, went call, down she went down. She's back now for a second. Her, um, what do you call uh, the inter, the be petty arguments? I had to say one thing about her. She would always apologise to me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't apologise <laughs> to you. He didn't apologise to me. <laughs> uh, do you love him? I wouldn't apologise to nobody. Hold on. Do you love him? Yeah. Love all my family. Everyone. The one of them is the same as the other to me. Yeah. So There's no favourites. No. She probably loves me, Dean, the same way as I love her. Absolutely. Every. Yeah. The bits, as the fellow would say. So why did you want to do this today? Today? Yeah. Um, well, it's, 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 it means a lot to me to have her on this podcast today. Yeah. She's my mother. She's the first woman on the on the, <laughs> on the podcast. You have to make me cry twice. Yeah. You can see why you love her. So now you can imagine how many times you make me cry. Yeah, she's amazing. You're uh, amazing, Helen. Uh, she's very relaxed for a woman on a podcast for the first time. What do you think? Yeah. No, yeah. More I relaxed think- than what I was the first time, but anyway. We had to do 10 episodes with I him so we could relax. Like, yeah. This is the first one that you're doing and he's saying that straight away you're, you're in there. There's no mess. Yeah, could, yeah, sure. could it be, could it be, Dean, that she's probably looking at us and saying, look at, why should I be shy of these two little snotty noses? Yeah. She didn't know what to talking about anyway. No, yeah, you had to could do it be that. He can read behind Canada. What? what? Say that again? <laughs> he can read behind Canada. <laughs> right. you to, so he can't read or write. Do you think that held you back? You don't need to read or write. More than likely, to, yeah. to be talkers. Yeah, yeah man. So... 
In no way, with the hunger back. I didn't stop her from growing. She's six foot five. Yeah. I remember I saw the early on she had a big reputation, a boxing reputation, of 30 years ago. Yeah, so that didn't hold her back at all whatsoever. Like Tyson Fury, eat your heart out. He's got 20 kids, 37, 42 kids. She has 12 children, is it? Yeah. Ah, this woman has um, grandkids are uncountable. Well, and great grand. Polish went out in next month. Yeah, I have another great great grandchild. So she's a great. She's a. I'm great a great grand already, and I'll be having a great grand. Is that even how you go out? The next month. She's a great. She's a grandmother, great grandmother, and a great great and a great great grandmother, and she's a great great woman in person. Huh? After last night, I'm always complaining with my knees, my back. My back is very bad. Your knees, your back, your head, your nose, your teeth. Everything, everything's wrong with me. I come to the broken bucket. That's too bad. She still has the four wheel drive outside the door there. It's the one with no engine. Yeah. You don't need no tax, no insurance, no license. But you know what anyone says? And it gets her everywhere. I say I've already got tax insured. It gets her everywhere. She doesn't need all that. No, I don't bother with lifts. Not lift. But with that, I can't, I can't walk in the hood. I can walk around here once with the hood. But if I wanted to walk to Valley Mona, no, I couldn't. I couldn't walk with my back. My back is so bad. Being the truth is, she's 73 years old. Yeah. And she thinks she's a young girl. Yeah. Same she's, as my old mommy. No, she my old mommy is a similar age and she, she finds it difficult to get around, but she wants to get around. She wants to get around. You know what I mean? I'm the same. She won't admit that. She thinks she's about 35 years old, maybe half her age. Honestly. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, you can't do hate things like that. <laughs> well, I, I think it doesn't matter if you're only, 150 only, some, or 40. Nah, no, she gets out about. great woman. The she way gets it is, about. I cannot sit down. I, I've got to get up. If it's only that half lift, I'd have lifted to clean up or do something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Isn't that what Darren came over while I was sit to me? When I was, I was, I was going over to Johnny's that time. And told, oh, granny, he calls me granny. Oh, granny, he said, you're walking again, he said. You're night, noon, and morning walk, and I'm glad to walk around to Cain around there, oh, he said. Yeah. When all the other women are sitting on top of the bunks and they won't get up, he said. I promise you, if you didn't say Darren, that, and Darren said that to me. Who's that, Darren? Darren. Oh, Darren is her... Now, when he comes oh, he's a great-grandchild, yeah. Yeah. Darren is her great-grandson. Yeah. Great <laughs> How many have you got? How many, uh, Oh, I couldn't count. add them up? I don't You'd know. You'd have to take a pen and paper, Dean, to be honest with you. To get the calculator out. Yeah. Mm, she, uh, if you had to give her a week's, uh, a week's notice, she would have all that uh, all that counting done. <laughs> I'd say to be a couple of hundred, I'd say, of uh, grandchildren. Grandchildren, yeah. And then maybe one and a half of great-grandchildren. Yeah. And then... And one and a half. What's one and a half mean? That mean 150, <laughs> is it? <laughs> well, hopefully we've recorded she this and we've got them. all the sound and all the audio. And when then some of them grandchildren... Are Martin's age, yeah. and they'll be sitting here and watching the videos and listening to you, listen to your stories, oh, and nice. listen to your memories of a hundred years ago, one hundred and fifty years ago, yeah. when all Irish people was Irish people. And, uh, and she's still Irish, Dean. She tell you that she's it. She's she tell you when she wait. No, she doesn't drink lately anyway. Since say, my father died, she barely drinks. But when she used to have a few, and if him and her got a hint of a bit of a, you know what I mean. Bit of a dictation as all, yeah, as all young couples do. Yeah. 
She tell you, she say, she said Ellie Haney to the backbone. <laughs> Ellie Haney. I go with my mother. We used to be his teachers with her, so he'd be laughing out of the side. So, I tried to vex him, I wouldn't say it was strokes. <laughs> I was over here near McDonald's. And he'd scratch her head and said, she, why didn't I marry a dummy? <laughs> hey, if I ever get married again, it's not married on me. Yeah. <laughs> so she couldn't drag back. He had all the silver. He had all the, he had all the one-liners. He was mm, very good for that. He said to me, he was sitting down out there, me and him was there on one day, and he said to me, I'm here about to stop the other day to me. And what? he said to his sister, he said, um, she said, well, if I was married to you, she said, she says, I'd take, I'd give you a pardon, she said. <laughs> and I bought his back to her. Well, if I was married to you, he says, I'd take it. <laughs> <laughs> Mary she, told would, me, she wouldn't have to feed him. She wouldn't have to feed him. She wouldn't have to feed him. Did she? Mm. Oh, good one, though. Huh? Hello. If, I, if I was married to you, I'd take it. Thanks very much. It was okay. great uh, looking at you, oh, listening to you. Uh, you're a great woman. So are we finished up this one, Dean, now, yeah? Let's say we're finished up. So we're going to say, ladies and gentlemen, Ellie Haney Stokes McDonough has left the building. <laughs> <laughs> like Elvis. It's been a pleasure talking to her. Go on, the travelling people. Episode 12, the first lady, the first woman. Yeah. The strongest woman I've met this year. <laughs> amazing. So that's us for this episode Traveller and the Countryman Podcast. If you like it, let us know, share it around, and uh, we'll see you on the road. 